1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of W.I.L.K.'s staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on W.I.L.K.
2: Good morning. Good
3: morning. Lovely, How are you
2: doing? Lovely day, night, night not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I am doing fine. I am doing fine. Yes, everything is, is pretty good. Um, I have nothing to complain about at the moment. And so I guess I can have to talk about <laughs> Well That's and and crazy. even though it'll even though it'll be after the
4: fact that I've gone and one night. Two nights will be down. Waitress is performing. Uh, Broadway Theater League is bringing in Waitress, the Broadway yeah. musical, at the Cultural Center. So if you're if you're so inclined, you'll be listening to us in the morning on on Saturday. You'll have three more times to see it. Saturday afternoon at two, Saturday night at eight, or uh, Sunday at one. And um, you can go to the uh, box office at the Cultural Center, or call three four four one 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 one. And buy a ticket to see this incredible play. I am going tonight. We brought it in for an extra night this, for this one only. And I'm going tonight, Thursday night. And I'm thrilled because I go on usually go on Fridays. That's when my tickets are. But I'm going Thursday tonight. I switch. And I'm very happy Yay. that we're going tonight. Very so we'll good. see how it goes. We'll let you know next week. It's our, my first play back. I did not make it to Buddy Holly um, even though that was a holdover from the season before that was cut short due to the pandemic. Um, but it was nicely attended and a great show, but I, I gave my seat up and someone else, Meyer, Oh, Doug Smith went in my place with Meyer. So, um, anyway, Laurie, we are, Laurie, um, how,
2: how has the, um, the ticket sales been for, uh, Broadway this year versus last year?
4: Very, very, very good. Mo- there are uh, obviously some people who were leery and did not want to initially um, renew their subscription, then they, mm-hmm. some of them called back and said, I want to do it again after things got, you know, uh, seemed to be getting better. But it, as far as the renewal rate, we, I don't know the exact percentage, but I know Frank talked about it at the last board meeting and it's... It's pretty up there. It's um, we're very happy with like for Buddy alone, uh, Holly alone, four shows. There were over a thousand people at each show. So Whoa. that's when anything anything over a thousand is really a great a thousand or more <clears throat> for any show, like per show is a uh, mm-hmm. per, per per performance. I should say is really a good thing. So um, wow. that's that's a success in in this neck of the woods right now. So uh, yeah. yeah, things people are. You know, there, there's issues because you do, and it's the same way. Broadway, in Broadway, uh, in New York, you got to show your uh, vaccination card. You have to be masked. I don't have any problems sitting. As, I I feel more comfortable because there are masks. That that I think, because you can control not talking or touching people, but you can't control what's going on in the air. So that way, having a mask is so much, so much better. I I just don't mind them. I'm so used to them now. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's what, that's what we're looking at. And, and so if you want to, and you feel like you want to go, please do, um, because there'll be three more performances, um, when you're listening to us. So we'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, And plus, you know, if only I'm wondering Lynn, if any of those pies are gluten free, I don't know. <laughs> the pies on the show, I laugh. Every time I look at them on the commercials, I think, wonder if that yeah. cherry is gluten-free, you know? <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding, but still. So, um, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. So we're excited. And this is the first show of the new 21-22 season,
2: so. Okay, that's good.
4: And then there's lots more coming up. So we have waitress and we have... Um, Cats and we have Willy Wonka and we have South Pacific and those are the four shows within the season. Then there's, um, some uh, British Invasion, um, Stomp and Blue Man Group and rain. We had rain, which was an add on uh, um, about a month and a half ago, a one night only show rain, which did really well because of course, anytime that comes because it's the, the Beatles, um, people love it and, and they go. So those are the next couple mm-hmm. shows. So there's something for everybody, you know, there's something for everybody.
2: I think it's also the fact that people, um, I don't know if this is going to change in the next couple of weeks, but I think people are actually feeling like it's time to get out and get back into the world again. And this is just such a great opportunity to, to go someplace and be entertained, you know, instead of saying, I have to go for a walk because I can't be inside. And so this is this is great. I hope it's sustained for the entire season. That's yeah. all good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So keeping our fingers crossed. Okay. Um and so this this weekend too, Lynn, when um you're listening to me because we'll be taping and we'll all be in two places at one time, which is <laughs> amazing, isn't it? I That's will be um, a part of the, as, as I've done for the last several years, the um, uh, Congressman Cartwright's uh, um, military selection board. I'm one of the proud members of that board and we will be interviewing candidates um, from all of the, all of the, Uh, the um, military uh, schools that people want to go to and to get into any school you need either a congressional or senatorial letter of support um, from your senator or congressman or both you can get one of each Um, but you have to be interviewed by a board and then there's a discussion as to based on all of the qualifications and the interview process who's put forth for Congressman in this case, because we're with Cartwright, um, who he would, we would recommend get a letter of support. So, um, it's been my honor to do it for several years and, um, we're doing it. It comes around once a year and it's this weekend. So, um, we'll see how that
2: goes, but looking forward to that. Yeah. That sounds neat. mm
4: Mm-hmm a lot of a lot of interesting wonderful kids you meet, and their desire to do what they want to do and to ju- to you know get into these schools and why they want really neat
2: to listen to their stories yeah that's sweet about doing this yeah that's that's really mm-hmm. a nice thing that you get to hear their yep. stories, yeah, and it's really yeah, cool and it's nice.
4: And the um, other people you meet, you know, that's the other thing, the other board members, a lot of them are ex-military, um, military academy graduates themselves that live in our area, and we're fortunate for that as well. So, it's, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, lo- yeah, because there's several people on the board, um, and you just, they're just, you know, a lot of good community people, servicemen and women, just um, all sectors of the community,
2: so it's great. That sounds really impressive uh, um, uh, yeah. to How many people are on this board? Uh, it varies every year,
4: but, the, uh, there, you know, could be up to almost 20, 15 wow. to 20, depending on sometimes a little less, depending on the year, because, you know, some people just, you know, I remember three years ago um, I was up. It's always the beginning. It's always the first Saturday in December, and, it, you know, my mom had passed the 29th of Jan, of, uh, November of 2018. So I obviously did not go that, you know, following Saturday. So, um, it was, um, uh, I, I missed, but that's the the only time I've missed in several, several years. So, um, mm-hmm. it, it, you you do miss it because I love hearing about the kids and, and then when they complete and we find out about it, it's really, it's a, it's a great thing.
2: That's a nice feeling to know that you, in some way, played a a part in a very important piece of their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. I was supposed to go to a wedding this weekend in Charleston, which I had purchased everything for it. Airline tickets for Patrick A. and myself. um, Hotel reservations. And I had a, a, a driver who was gonna take us from here to the Philadelphia airport. And um, everything was set to go. And then last weekend, when I realized uh, just, just how crazy this whole new Omicron variant was and how people who have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated are now coming down with a new type of COVID, not the one that I had. A year ago, it actually was. It was just now, a year ago today, this week, that we moved back from our house at the lake to our place in Clark Summit. And within two days of moving back, we both got COVID. So it was, yep. it's a year ago. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about all that and what that meant and how much that took out of our lives and out of us physically, how long it took to really come through that. And I'm not so sure that we are called the long haulers, I guess, the ones that have had it for more than a year now. Uh, I'm not so sure that uh, there aren't some traces of things left in us, um, (coughs) things that we've attributed <clears throat> to other types of issues, like we would say sinuses or the brain fog or whatever it is. Um,
4: well, yeah, because it doesn't long, doesn't long hauler actually mean that you have symptoms that you didn't ordinarily have of being yeah. COVID positive that are continuing throughout your, your life so far that nothing yes. that there, there's symptoms that haven't gone away. Right.
2: They haven't gone away and they can't um, actually be um, ascribed to anything. You know, it's not like you can say, well, I have high blood pressure. Well, okay, take a high blood pressure pill. But you know what? It's not working. Or you have muscle pain. Or you have other things that are going on that just don't seem to be um, significant enough that anybody would say that's a result of COVID. Because we don't know yet. I mean, we haven't been out of it long enough. Those of us who survived it, we haven't been out of it long enough to know what what physical things are remnants of that. And so that was my point is that I'm thinking, wow, I, I don't know that either he or I could sustain another round of COVID like we had before. And so I just, I mean, everybody was after me, Lynn, I think it's the wrong thing to do. I think just I just said, okay, that's it. Decision made. We're not going.
4: Yeah. And so, Lynn, I, gotta tell you, I can't tell you how many people I hear that they, especially a younger crowd and they're vaccinated that say they got COVID at a wedding.
2: Exactly. Including So you're, you're probably better off. <coughs> yep. Yeah, you're probably better off. And, and then here's the best part. You know, we were supposed to go to my sister's for Thanksgiving, and I went through all that with her about, I don't know if that's a good idea and blah, blah, blah. It turns out that a week ago, she ended up getting COVID, and so did my oh. brother-in-law and my niece and my nephew-in-law. So every one of them had COVID through Thanksgiving. And so oh I talked to her today, and she said that she feels strong enough that she thinks she's going to try it. She's going to go. I said, okay. But, I mean, that that's that, that's someone who did not have COVID. But she had the two shots and the booster. And she said it was about a week after she had the booster that she got sick and started everybody else. So I just... Does she know
4: where... Did no. she have any
2: inkling where? No. Okay. No, no idea. And my nephew, who did not get COVID and did not go to his mother and father's house for Thanksgiving, but did go to a wedding in Michigan, I think it was, or Ohio somewhere, and everybody in the wedding party and the people in in the, uh, the, the audience, whatever you want to call it, So many of them, they all ended up with COVID, and he did not. Now, now how that happened, I don't know, but what I'm saying is I just decided that we can't take that risk, and so I I packed it all in and said, okay, we are done. We are not going. We are here for the weekend, and actually, I'm glad because I can make some Christmas cookies, and that's That's a good place to start.
4: Well, that's good, and I would rest assured that our friend Patrick A. Is, is is not too upset that he didn't have to do any of all, all of his um, packing and getting himself ready for this or, for this ordeal. So now he can rest that he hasn't had to do everything, correct? <laughs> pun pun exactly. intended.
2: Laugh at okay. that because there's not okay. a single thing that he would do but get his <laughs> butt out of the chair and into the car. That's it. That's yeah. all he would do. Yeah, I know. I know. But
4: so no, but seriously, he's probably happy, right? Yeah, he's probably he happy you're not going
2: to Laurie, he doesn't care. He doesn't know either way. If you told him we weren't going, he'd say, to what? <laughs> <So> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right.
4: Well, on All that right, note, so we're going to take a quick break.
2: Yeah.
4: All right. You're listening we'll right to the Laurie
0: and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly... and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, laurie, l-a-u-r-i-e, at lauriecadden.com, l-a-u-r-i-e-c-a-d-d-e-n.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know.
1: E-R-A It's Saturday morning with Laurie and Lynn. Now, back to Laurie and Lynn.
4: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business.
2: And I am Lynn Evans. I am the financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. I'm also the host of a podcast, which is called Power of the Purse, and that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and several other podcast sites. So for today, we will start with something that Laurie loves, a quiz. This one is called... Um, Lynn, Wise before we women. quiz,
4: before, before we quiz, can I just say, I, I just have to give a big shout out. I um, forgot about this. And I, I, I had a call, the the borough of music today um, for something. Um, and I had a call, the office, and I spoke to this lovely woman. I called and explained my situation, and she was so sweet and kind. And she said, oh, I have somebody here who could probably help you. And uh, her name is Jane, by the way. I'm not sure Jane's last name, but her name is Jane. And I spoke to a guy by the, who's a code enforcement officer called, his name is Jim Snyder. And he works for the Mer- Music Borough. And I just have to say, it was a delight to deal with both of these people. Um, just nice. just n- their kindness, they listened to me. They, um, you know, we talked for a, a nice long time. And I just I just want to give a shout out. So, Jim Snyder, who is a fo- code enforcement officer for Music Borough, and Jane in the office, big shout out to the folks at the Music Borough office. They were great group of people. And, um, it, it, they, they didn't, they did a nice job. So shout out to
2: them. Yay to them. Nice job. Test your knowledge. Do you know where you stand on money smarts? The following questions are based on Oppenheimer funds research. And it only takes a minute to see how much you know, or don't know about dealing with money. These are all true and false questions. Okay. So, okay. number one, number one, 60 percent 6 6-0, 60% of all women end up managing their own finances at some point in their lives.
4: I would say now, like right now, I don't know, that's a little high, so I'm reluctant to say false, but because there's more divorce and there's more single, I don't, I, I'm going to say... I want to say true, but I think it might be a high
2: number, so I'm just going to say false. Well, you're right, but it's false, but it's just the opposite of what your reasoning is. It's actually 90% of all women end up managing their own finances at some point because of increasing divorce rates, becoming a widow, or because they live longer. So 90%. Well, that's why, I,
4: that's why I said that. I would see why it could be higher, but never that high. Yo, yeah. Okay. Well, good. I got it right anyway. That's good. Okay. okay.
2: Most women invest their portfolios in investments that are too conservative. True or false? Correct.
4: Yes. True.
2: True. You're right. They are way too conservative <laughs> and they miss so much in, in the opportunity to develop wealth, which is a concept born to many women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most stock market investors get wiped out at least once in their lifetime. Yes. True. No. It's false. No? Okay. Historically, that's not true. There are periods of decline, but over the last 50 years, the market has shown overall long-term growth. Okay. okay. $2,000 is the minimum amount needed to invest in a mutual fund. Uh, I, true. I guess I don't really know the answer to that. That one's false. You can open a mutual huh? fund automatic account builder program for as little as $25 a month. Oh,
4: okay. Okay.
2: Okay. You need about 75% of your pre-retirement income to live comfortably during retirement. Um, I
4: don't, I, it's probably higher, but I don't know, that sounds somewhat reasonable. I would say you need 100%, but um, uh, true, I guess.
2: You're right. Yeah, according to okay. studies by the WESA group, whichever that is, um, you need 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement okay. income when you retire. And so the example is if you earn 45000 when you retire, okay. you'll need between thirty dollars and 36 per year during retirement. Now, that's in... Okay that's uninflated dollars. The issue is not so much that you need a percentage, but that percentage will probably increase with inflation. So don't, don't be comfortable and say, Oh, I can do that because if you're sitting on investments that don't earn anything like a lot of women do, then you're going to end up with a situation where percentage wise, your needs are going to be greater than your income. And that's not good. So we have to start looking at taking some money and putting it in in the stock market real estate, something that has the potential for growth, some part of it, not all of it, but some part of it. number six, if a forty five year old woman plans to retire at age sixty, she can expect to live twenty one years in retirement yeah true, yeah a woman that, who is 45 who plans to retire at 60 can plan on living 21 years to the age of 81 because mm-hmm. women live so long. Good retirement planning is a very important thing. Now that number of 81 could be incredibly longer than that because many of us fail to take into account our genetic makeup. So if you had a mother, Let's say grandmothers who were well into their nineties, you can expect that you will live well beyond 81. Okay, number seven, between stocks, bonds, and CDs, over the last 30 years, bonds have appreciated the most out of any investment overall. I would say no,
4: false.
2: You're right. It's false. You know that because you know that over the last 30 years, stocks have been the top-performing asset class. That's correct. Yeah, correct. you can see that. And when stocks your,
4: are up, bonds are usually down, so.
2: That's it. And bonds are way down because stocks are way up right now. Okay. Number eight, if a woman can afford to invest only $50 a month, that's five zero, she shouldn't bother. Say that again? If a woman can afford to invest only fifty dollars a month she shouldn't bother false correct right because and this is a, this is a distortion that bothers me when people say this it, it is false and a monthly investment of fifty dollars growing at eight percent a year would be worth nine thousand one hundred and forty seven dollars in ten years and twenty nine thousand in 20 years here's the problem with that that's after you pay taxes and you and you factor in inflation that's not a whole lot of money It's going to make a difference in your lifestyle however if you could increase the amount of money that you put in by inflation every year that's a different story so if you start with 50 and the next year make it 52 and the following year make it 55 and do it something like that, then you are getting the benefit of both longer term availability of funds and then you also are going to beat the, uh, the tax man. Okay, number nine, a 60 year 65-year-old woman with an annual income of $50,000 can expect to have 50, 50% of her income replaced by Social Security. So you have an income of $50,000, you are going to uh, file for your Social Security. And let's assume, I think this is something that is implied in here, that you are someone who has attained your maximum amount of money in your retirement plan, not, not to let it grow till 70, but your full retirement benefit is available at 65, then do you think that that would be enough to replace 50% of her income, which would be $25,000? Um, I don't,
4: I don't know because I don't know what the percentage is, but if it's 50, if it's half of what she was making and if, in at 65 or I'm probably not, but because if it was 66, I know it grows so much, 8% more per year or something. So I, I don't think so. relying on social security is a good thing for anything. I mean, it's nice cause you get the extra, but to
2: rely on it solely, I would say false. You're right because in her case, um, she, it's only going to replace 30% of her pre-retirement income or $15,000 if she had been earning 50,000 a year. So I think people have absolutely no idea how much money they're going to get from social security, but they overvalue that and they think they're getting more than they actually end up getting. And we don't know what that's going to be like in the next couple of years either. I mean, they could start pulling back on the benefits, but whatever. Okay, number 10, the last one, a woman's intuitive ability to manage her emotions around money is one of the most important aspects of creating wealth over the long term
4: well i would say that flies in the face of the risk because if you use your intuitive thought you're going to say i don't want to risk that much, take risky measures because i'm afraid it's not going to work so it would work against you so i would have to say then that answer that's just my interpretation because we just asked that question i would say that would be if she uses her intuition that's going to be false well they
2: they say it's true um, but I agree with you. I think well, that, it, yeah, and, because we just said before, that women yeah, go conservative it, route and that's, that's your yeah. intuition is to conserve everything and hold on to what yes. you have. It, it, yes.
4: yes. So fear it won't be there, I, taking too much of a risk.
2: Yeah. Well, that's I, weird.
4: I, but then again, I get where they, I also can see where they say true Lynn, because women are, are intuitive and do focus more on the emotional intellect of things where where men don't usually do that. And so I can understand. I can understand that.
2: Well, assuming that you got eight out of the 10 correct, which I believe you did, the No, answer is I didn't.
4: I got the... No, I got the last seven. one wrong too. So I got seven.
2: Yeah. All right. So then it comes out as pretty good. You're a financially striving yeah, woman. You oh, great. grasp that- how important it is for women to be in control of their finances. are <laughs> you, you nice be saving special. enough to meet your financial goals. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, you did a good job. Thank you. Thank okay. You. So on that note, we're going to take a quick okay. break. and We'll be back with our guest expert today, Leah Genacopoulos of ERA1 Real Estate. You're listening to the Laurie Lynn Show, and we'll be right back.
5: Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
2: business banking at fidelity
6: we have a great relationship with fidelity they're like family with us they're right next door to my business if there's ever a problem just one phone call i don't even have to go to them they come to me it's great i love being in the business this was meant for me we're very busy i'm running every day and i love to stay busy so that's why i need a bank that's going to be there for me when i need them Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you?
2: Member FDIC.
6: Here's Lori and Lynn.
2: Well, we're back. Uh, My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director and financial planner for a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many others.
4: And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And with us today is our guest expert, Ms. Leah Genakopoulos, who is an agent. Er is a real estate agent with ERA One Source Realty. ERA has about a hundred agents in ten counties, seven offices, and going strong. And lots of good things happening. And Leah, I saw the paper today, and it I kind of—it's it, um, always looking this way, but today was packed with um, real estate transactions. And uh, so we're assuming things are still headed in the right direction as far as the real estate world is concerned. So
3: it's funny you say that because uh, the other day I was actually at a conference for ERA. It was a regional event. And we did a whole market analysis in the beginning. Like they did like a market update, you know. So at this regional event, it kind of catered to Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, North and South Carolina, um, obviously Pennsylvania, and the New England states like Mass, New Hampshire, all of that. So it's kind of like what's going on on our side, which a lot of us are very seeing a lot of like similar patterns. And when I was out the other night, someone said, "You used to pick up the paper, and I guess you can contribute to this too, especially if you're a paper reader," and like maybe like every three days you would see, you know, all of the real estate transactions. And now they're in every day, like every day Uh you're seeing and they're like a whole page. It's crazy. But what we're here to talk about today is, you know, why it's a great time to sell your house. So over the last couple of weeks, not only do I do real estate for the company, I also get to talk with the agents, train them, mentor them and you know, get to have, like, a lot of one-on-ones and go over everything, and my one agent, she's great, and she's a good agent, and, you know, she's probably going into her third year, I believe, so she came into this, obviously, before the pandemic, where it was normal, but we were still busy and all of that, so she came in, and she was, like, kind of, like, panicked, like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't understand why I'm kind of slowing down. Well, I looked at her and I laughed and I said, because all we could do last year was buy and sell houses. I said, you have to position yourself back to 2019 where there were Christmas parties, there were holiday parties, there were people going out, people going back to dinner, back to social events, and you know we couldn't do any of that last year. So all people were doing, and she laughed. She was, you're right. People were buying houses to have these events. I said, exactly, and we laughed. But it's kind of not. I don't want to say it's slowing down because that's not at all what's happening. But what is happening is that it's still busy. It's still crazy. I mean, I showed a house the other day. It came on Sunday night, and I got there Monday at 3 o'clock, and the realtor texted me that they needed highest and best offers on Wednesday at 9 a.m. So Ugh. that's just a sh- We're nowhere near wow. leveling out. At the conference yesterday, they were talking about it. And, you know, our last segment that we got to talk about was why we don't think we're heading into a foreclosure market. And they pretty much touched on that, they feel the same way, you know, it's obviously the professionals in our, in our realm of the world kind of touched on that, you know, it's really not positioning to be a foreclosure market. I mean, is this going to eventually like slow down and level out? Yeah, it's called equilibrium. It's actually known as that in the real estate world where supply catches up with demand and demand catches up with supply and it equals itself out. So with that being said, what they're projecting to see for 2022 is obviously the interest rates are going to go up a bit. Not crazy. They're going to go up. I mean, they're due to go up. So we're going to see probably they're projecting a rise of some interest rates, which is fine. You know, it, it's never going to go, I don't think, anywhere back up to that crazy, like, 7 8 9%. Hopefully, God willing, that'll never happen. But with everything going on, it's just been, you know we still aren't able to catch up and equalize our market. So the demand is still not met. So that's where they see our market going. So, you know, it's the end of the year. Uh, More homeowners are starting to realize that there's more benefits right now in selling in today's market. It's always been a great time to sell, but with this market, it's an even better time because not a lot of people want to put their houses on in the market right now with the snow, the decorations, everything going on, the in and out is kind of a hard time to sell, but it's also a great time to sell. So the um, home price appreciation has completely gone up in equity. There's a lot of equity now in houses and there's low inventory and the competitive mortgage rates are driving forces for our market right now. So these are great. But the other thing is there's still a lot of lifestyle changes going on. And that's another force that's driving our market because a lot of companies gave up their leases. So people are still looking for that space. Like I got a call before. Well, we would need three bedrooms, but we need a fourth for an office because we're never going back to work. Right. So so definitely. Like, so now they're kind of calling them lifestyle changes, which it is because you you can't work from your kitchen counter anymore. Like that was fine in 2020 (laughs) when we had no clue what was going on, but we're heading into two years later now. And if you're not back in your office, you know, you're not going back in. And or these people that are going back in two or three days a week because so many of these big spots gave up their leases. So they're known as collaborative right. space now. So you pop in and out. Well, it's not the same. You don't have your own office. So now you have to make your own home office. So you need that space. So the, just these lifestyle changes alone are a huge driving force for the market and why people are still looking for homes. But um, when I was talking to someone yesterday at this conference, or, you know, we just had a great conversation, um, he does a lot of economic research. And so he was one of the – actually, he was a speaker at this conference that I had to attend. And he said that the pandemic delayed so many plans for Americans, which we all know. But homeowners um, really did take the forefront because they were the next stage of – life and like what's going on and the lifestyle changes. So the real estate world really drove, you know, this to the economy, like to keep it kind of, I guess you want to say like level balanced, whatever the right word is for. But now the prospective sellers are so ready to sell because they have, like, there's so many people that still weren't able to find a home yet, you know, like so many people working with buyers that I got last summer. I finally just found them a house. I met with wow. them last fall last September, it literally took us 14 months to find a house. Like, you know, and I'm so happy that I have these loyal clients, you know, but like the wife sits and she goes, well, if you can't find it, how are they going to find it? You know, it's not like it's not your fault. You know, a lot of people, that's the other thing too. So, you know, the Leah, other...
2: Yeah. Leah, let me ask you something. You just, you raised a question here in my mind when you were talking about your client's um, how how many people do you think are out there that really would love to sell their house or they'd love to buy a new one, but they feel so defeated before they start because it's, a, as you said before, your best and final offer. Well, maybe I don't have uh, either the time or the money to compete in a game like that. And so I just, rather than even bother, I just don't even think about it. I just let it go. You think there yep. are a lot of people out there who are thinking that way, that, and that's what postpones the end of this market. It's just it's a continuum because there still are people out there who want to buy and or sell, but just feel defeated by the whole
3: craziness of the process. That's a huge thing right now. That that's huge because there's so many people. Like, I literally got a text the other day from one of my clients and said, all I want for Christmas is a new house, which I, it's funny. And ah. I said, I, I, that's all I want ah. for you, you know, like, yeah. and, and I totally understand because it's so frustrating. Like, it's beyond frustrating for everybody because, you know, especially a lot of these people, too. Like, I have six clients to date right now that are both b- going to be buyers and sellers, but you mm-hmm. can't find anything. And, and they're dying to sell their house. They've completely outgrown their house. They know what they can get for their house right now. So it's like they're ju- like jumping to like sell their house. They'll, they would do anything right now to sell their house. But the problem is they can't because they don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do with them? Exactly. What are any of us supposed to do? And if I have six of those clients and there's over 700 and some realtors just on the Greater and Board alone, how many of them have my situation going on? And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, already when I put my bid in Monday for my client for a house that came on Sunday night, I was the fourth offer already in. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> this is and, all and insanity. Absurd. Right. And, and my people, that was, I mean, they loved the house, but that's not the school district they wanted to be in. But they were open to any school district, thank God. But this was a second choice, this area. Yeah. This wasn't even their you first know, choice. And we went 40000 over asking. What?
2: 40000 well, then. Well, how are you going to... Uh, they, and if they want a mortgage, how are you going to get an appraisal that supports that?
3: Well, the appraisals are starting to catch up, thankfully. Okay. Uh, what happened wow. with that, Lee? They are starting to catch up, the appraisal.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. I would think by now this would in some way start losing some steam and you know people would c- come into the market maybe slowly but they would come in with a sense of you know I've got some time but when you're talking about something that goes on a listing on Sunday night and it's gone by Monday afternoon or you've talked mm-hmm. about some that are within hours it's just it's just incredibly defeating i mean <laughs> you just say why it, bob it,
3: it is it's mind blowing you know and it's like like you said too, and then think about some of these people. <clears throat> so, I do think that you know, if you if you have the time to sell, a lot of people still too. You know, <clears throat> I can tell you one thing. Like I remember my mother years ago. Just a quick story, which a driving force was. She was so sick of moving the couch up and downstairs every Christmas time because we she wanted this huge elaborate Christmas tree and this platform and this Christmas village. <laughs> but you know, we had to give up half the couch. So every year it was like, we, we knew we have a walk the coffee table, the side couch, all this crap upstairs. So it was like that one Christmas, it just tipped her right off. And she's like, that's it. I want a bigger living room. But how many people get to that point too, after the holidays where it's like, yeah. you know, you can't fit one more Christmas gift or you can't fit like the crock pot or you can't fit this. So it's like, there's so many driving forces to all of this. So, you know, right. hopefully. Those people start to put their houses on, and you know, uh, the other thing is, too, we live in an area that a lot of people have second homes in these warmer communities, so maybe some of these people are finally ready to give up their primary residence here and you know, pack it up in a warmer town. So, I mean, yep. the moral of the story is if you have the opportunity to sell, it's a fantastic time to sell, and there's still such a demand it is still such a seller's market and and leah just
4: one more thing what about these people that you i constantly get and i'm sure everyone else these texts from people just drove by your house and i want to buy your house cash why
3: are people doing that oh yeah oh yeah i had a client the other day he had no does not no one knew that they were selling their house yeah and he called me he goes I don't care, but just by any chance, did you start telling people my house is for sale? I just got a text. I said, no, I haven't said, I haven't breathed a word to anybody. He goes, I just got a text and he showed me the text. And it's just from these like artificial intelligence companies that are starting to just text people and find if they can find if they can get a bite.
4: You know? Wow. Yeah, It's bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, I'm not selling my house either, but they're hitting me. It's bizarre. But oh, anyway, well, you're in the well, coveted area of Dunmore. Like, I mean, you I know Goldson, I, that backyard. I do, baby. I do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Leah, how, how can anyone get in touch
3: with you if, if they need to? You can call me directly at 570-947-9250. The office where all hundred plus of our agents can be reached at 570-587-9999. ERA, the number one.com is our website and we are on all forms of social media. So follow us, find us, link us. So we have every aspect to finding us and we're always, 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 there's an agent you can always find at one of our six locations. So everyone is always easily to be located or called. Oh, it's six now. I said seven, so I'm sorry about
4: that. Okay, But good. we have a right, satellite well, office,
3: so we have six and a half. All right. Fine.
4: Well, there we go. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you for the um, wonderful information, as always, this month. And uh, we'll talk to you next month, and we will see everybody else That'll soon. Be. Have a good weekend. Next year. Next year, baby, yeah. yeah and we'll have everyone right. else have a good weekend. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe, and Bye-bye. please be nice. Bye. Bye. Bye